Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Here at Foxborough, going to be yelling for number four. Here's one floated for Smith, and it's picked. They're calling it Zappy Hour. Wide open. Touchdown! The momentum turned around. Now the Bears are answering, winning in all three phases of this game. In for the touchdown! This has been quite a performance by the Bears. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPNU, and you can download the podcast, and we're on your smart speakers, and we are on the ESPN app. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. Morning to you, too, there, Max. It it would be a good morning to you, Key. I'm sure it's sunny, beautiful, and kind it is so – the fog is so heavy, I can't even see Brooklyn right here. Nah. Like, we, we should be able to see the East River and Brooklyn. Look at that. No. I mean, you can't see it if you're so listening nice. to us on radio. You can't see anything out here. That's nice. Who That's is that? Talking about it looks That's like a guy nice. with a hockey mask out there. What the heck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason. Yeah, don't you they have Halloween? Halloween? Yeah, you know, Halloween's next is on Monday, right? It was a week from uh, yesterday. Yeah. Week from yesterday. Well, that snuck up on it. Week eight of the NFL season. Things happen. Fa- halfway, the older you get, halfway the faster it goes. Yep. Halfway it's through crazy, it, and, and the boogeyman got the New England Patriots last night. That's for sure. Look at you trying to transition right to it. So, like, yeah, right. Like, right before we it. get into the Pats quarterback situation again this morning, well, did just Justin Fields? I was trying to go there, but then you helped Max get there. So, we got two teases going into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's the hockey assist. Yami? Let me do, let me do my job, Jay. That's how you say you know what I mean. You don't say Yami. You know, you Yami. Say Yami. Yami. And yeah, it no makes doubt. me salty. Yeah, go ahead. So before we get into the Pats quarterback situation. See, he did it again. Did I had you? already teed that up. <laughs> he didn't even need to say Pats. Was this Groundhog Day? Are we going to do this again? <laughs> All right. Did Justin Fields and the Bears turn a corner last night? Key, all year it looked to me like, boy, Fields is no good and the Bears are no good, then how come they're hanging around in every game? He's doing something, right? He's making a play when they need it with his, with his legs, with his arm, whatever it is. And I don't know. He just seems to have an effect on the team where they're more competitive than, they're ought, than they ought to be, but they win last night against the defense that shut down the Lions a couple weeks ago who were riding high at the time. Has, have they turned a corner? Yeah, you, you said that it seems like the Bears and Fields were no good. I never thought that Fields was bad. I just think that when you don't have any players and you don't have, uh, uh, you know, the, the certain continuity with the teammates that you do have and, and you out there putting a piano on your back. I went to the Washington football game when they played the Washington Commanders in Chicago a week ago, and I got a chance to see it up close in person. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, he's doing okay. He doesn't have anything, though. Like, there's just nothing out there. And then last night, obviously, he put some athletic stuff on display. Remind me so much of Jalen Hurts. Uh, when Jalen Hurts became a full-time starter. And I remind you, this is the first year that he is a full-time starter. There is no, he's in one week, he's out two weeks. He's in two weeks, he's out a week. It's none of that. He has been the guy from beginning to end for the Chicago Bears, and he's only going to continue to keep growing. What did the, what did the, the Philadelphia Eagles decide to do this year? They went out, and they acquired A.J. Brown. He's out there messing around with 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 – uh, Mooney's okay. I mean, he's a two B at you know two B at best, two B, not even two A. And then you got Equinemia St. Brown, which is just a guy. 
And and that's pretty much it. There's no he doesn't have anything at the skill positions to help him develop. Next year he's gonna take a giant step. And I think even this year, believe it or not, he still has them in a playoff hunt, which is crazy considering that when you look at how they won games and how they lost games, and they're sitting now in a position to make a strong run to go into the playoffs in that 6-7 seed type situation. So what does this mean, Jay? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are struggling. The Vikings look good. But if Justin Fields has them competing in these games and is now starting to win these games... I, I, I'm not going to start setting up expectations for the Bears to make the playoffs. If they do, I think that's gravy. Uh, I think what you're watching right now is the development of Justin Fields. And what I saw last night, not only from Justin Fields, but from Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, and Matt Eberflus, is more designed runs for Justin Fields, right? More play action, letting him roll out of the pocket, creating plays with his feet. It, I think, you know, when I used to watch him with Matt Nagy, when he had dropped back in the pocket and there was really no difference of the play, play calling between him and Andy Dalton, I used to be furious, right? But watching this, this feels like an offense designed around the strengths of Justin Field and the strength of this team. With Khalil Herbert, the way he's running the ball, with Montgomery, the way they pound it, their defense stepped up as well last night. That's how Chicago football should be played. But I, you, you, I, say, you say you don't want to set up expectations, Jay. You, you don't have to set them up. They're right there. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, but Q, you, you're I, I'm sitting not, there at three I, and four. You got the same record as the division leader, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, within their division. You got the same record in their conference, as yeah. – yeah. I mean, in their conference. You got the same record as Atlanta. You got the same record as the Green Bay Packers. You got the same record as – you got basically the same record as the Los Angeles Hold on, Rams. hold on. But let I, Forget about the Bears in the playoffs for a second. The reason I bring it up is not the Bears make the playoffs. It's that, no, no, that, it's that that's much harder. He's got them in a position. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it, that, that, I'm too, just saying too. it makes it that much harder for Aaron Rodgers to right the ship. Remember, he's been riding the ship in a weak division. Now, all of a sudden, the Vikings are good, and the Bears are competitive. Doesn't that make it harder for Rodgers even to make the playoffs? But that's the whole. Yeah. That's my whole point. When you sit and both of them are sitting at three and four, although they got the head to head against them, it's going to make it harder for Aaron Rodgers. But it's also going to make it harder for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If the Bucks doesn't win that division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady could be sitting on the outside looking if Atlanta wins the division or New Orleans all of a sudden comes back and win the division, and now Tom Brady can't even get a wild card because somebody like Chicago in in Justin Fields has the last spot or the sixth spot. I mean, that's the reality. Or just sucks more wins out of the schedule than you thought they would. How about, which means losses on the other side for for someone. How about the fact that things are always the same for so long, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day. We're heading almost into the halfway point of the season, and Tom Brady is scuffling and has a losing record, and so does Aaron Rodgers, and he's scuffling, and Bill Belichick's team doesn't look great, and the Bears are on the rise, and the Giants and the Jets are on the rise. The Patriots bench Mac Jones for Bailey Zappi versus the Bears. And it's not like we couldn't see this coming, Key, you've been talking about, and so have I and Jay. And, you know, it looks a little better with Bailey Zappi, right? The offense looks a little better with Bailey Zappi. Not that he's setting the world on fire, but it did. Mac Jones finished three for six, 13 yards and a pick. Bailey Zappi, 14 of 22 for 185 yards. And the offense immediately got better when he came in. Now, he started scuffling later, and they lost the game. He wound up with a touchdown, two interceptions, and a lost fumble. So Bill Belichick was asked, the postgame presser, 
who the Patriots starting quarterback is. Bill, who is the starting quarterback? Yeah, we just finished the game. <laughs> what do you say, Keith? Uh, we just finished the game. What, what does that mean? Can you translate? It, it means that I'm not thinking about that right now. We just finished the game. Why would you ask me about something I just came off the field? I haven't even had a chance to process, pay attention to the film, look at anything. I don't even know if the guy is healthy. But you're asking me who's the starting quarterback. That means there's a quarterback controversy, Jay. And the reason I say controversy is <laughs> the reason I say controversy is the guy was taken in the middle of the first round. And when Bill Belichick uses a first round pick on a quarterback, the expectation is that's the next guy. You know how there's not a quarterback controversy? Mac Jones is our starter. That's simple. Right. So there is yeah, one. But, he, there but, is he one. Gonna, but he's never gonna do that. I know, but, but that's but that's my point. Because it's up in the air. Because even if he does feel that way. That may not be the case after a week of practice, Key. You know, like, you know, we always hear the word fluid in sports, or you hear Stephen A. Fluid. It's fluid. Things can change week to week. I mean, if Mac Jones doesn't grab the reins and Bailey Zappi does, I mean, he's going to put, I, I wouldn't put a bass in Key. You know him way better than I do. But Bill Belichick's going to need to do what he has to do in order to win. I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah he's going he's gonna to talk to his staff and, and, talk to people to, to look at the film and see what Mac Jones was doing wrong and what Zappi actually did right and look at it and, and get a feel for it. Um, you know, the, the Chicago Bears in the second half did some stuff to, to Dr. Z to make him look a certain way. But I don't know if certain guys were running the wrong routes on those. I don't know. They would know and they would have to go back and look at it and really assess it to understand it. I just think that when you when I watched the two and a half games at when he was the quarterback in the couple uh series in the first half of the last night's game, to me in my eyeballs as an instant evaluator, I immediately say he should be the starter versus mm-hmm. Mac Jones. When I watch Mac Jones, the three series that he was in, I'm like this dude don't, you know, falling back, throwing an interception, falling back, the, the uh, uh, skittish in the pocket, running around. I mean, it just didn't look. Are clean they missing to me. Josh McDaniel? Um, I don't know if that it, that that may be a little yeah. bit of it. Yeah, I'm that sure could that's be a, a little bit of it. Because think about this for a second. Some of it. Think about this for a second. Think about what Mike T said about Bailey Zappi, and I know what he means. The margin for error if you're a shorter quarterback and you're not highly mobile is very small. Very, very seldom does a guy like that have the ability to, to help a team win a Super Bowl in the modern NFL. But you, how small is he? I don't six, even six one something like that. That's that's six one is, is okay. It's okay, he's but he's not mobile. Yeah, I haven't seen. I don't know. Have I seen him running? I don't know if I saw him running around much. I don't but, know. But he's let's put it this way. He, he, he ain't running no. Night. You know, he he's not running like like Daniel Jones no, or someone he, like that. He looked alright last but night. But you act like Mac Jones. Yeah, he, is, he can't you move. Act like Mac no, Jones I'm is not. running crazy. No, this is my point, guys. <laughs> Think of the Patriots right now. They use a first round pick well, on a quarterback. You act like Tom Brady was running. I'm away not. From I'm not. I'm saying they use a first round pick on a quarterback. That's expected to be the guy. He's regressed in his second season. The backup, who's not tall and not fast, is playing better than him. But what is his upside? Like, but what first, could the Patriots do with this? First-round picks are not valued the same way as they used to be, Max. True. They're just not. For what I mean, you know, when you talk about mid-round first picks, they throw them things away like hot potatoes. They just get rid of them real quick. 
No doubt. Um, it's not the same. The numbers aren't the same. The cap number's not the same. You know, you you look at it and you say, well, he was a first-round pick. They're paying him. They evaluate him, so they must give him an opportunity, a chance. First-round picks, they don't do that no more. They give you a few years, and if you look good, cool. If not, they move on from you. Where before, they tried, they turned on heaven and earth, turned it over to try to figure out how to get a first-round pick on the field. They would go as far as the last year of your contract to get you on the field. Not anymore. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Tom Brady should have stayed his ass at home. Just his body language and how he looked at the podium guy who looks somewhat defeated. We just have not played well. It doesn't matter if you don't execute your job well, then it doesn't matter who's on the other side. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Tom Krasnicki, WDAE, 95.3 FM in Tampa Bay, Ronnie and T. Kras. Tom, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. Doing great. Pleasure to be with you. What do you think? Like, are you surprised about what's happening with the Bucks right now? Like, they're this bad, this deep into the season? I am. This is surprising. When you consider, guys, what's taken place the last two weeks, a Steelers team that had nobody in the secondary that you would ever heard of, you know, completely shutting down the Bucks in their passing game. And then it got worse last week against a Carolina team that had its coach fired, best player traded, waving the white flag. They're one in five. And they were completely dominated by a one in five football team. So as you might imagine down here, it's DEFCON one right now. Why is that though? Is 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 how much fault, I guess I don't want to say fault, but how much does this contribute to Tom Brady as the quarterback of this team? Key, it's a good question, and it's one that we've been asking ourselves too. I think Tom is a part of it because he's been frustrated, obviously. And look, he's got things going on in his personal life that everyone can relate to, right? I mean, you're, you're at work, you're trying to concentrate, but obviously you're thinking about what may be happening at home and maybe that does affect you in some way. And he is human after all. So I certainly understand it and sympathize with him from that aspect. However, I think when you take off and go to your former boss's wedding and you miss that Saturday walkthrough, to me that's an issue because as a quarterback – you have to be a leader. You got to lead by example. You got to be there all the time. And I thought that was a bad optic for him and for the organization. Now, had they beaten the Steelers, I don't think anyone would have said anything. But it was a lousy loss. Everyone didn't look good, Tom included. So he bared some of the brunt of that blame after that loss. And then this past week against Carolina, I mean, nobody played well outside of the kicker Ryan suck up. So Tom is a part of the problem, but. Look, the defense, awful run fits, undisciplined on that side. They lack explosiveness on offense. And Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, he's come under a lot of fire. And if you look at the offense, they're going backwards, guys. I mean, 31, 21, 18, and 3. So that is a precipitous fall in terms of their point output the last four games. Well, Tom, you know how this stuff works, too. Like, a lot of blame starts to then get put on the head coach and Todd Bowles. But going back to your Brady point, you know, I often think about what Bruce Arians just let something like that happen. Maybe Bill Belichick, maybe. Have you thought anything about the way Todd Bowles has handled this situation with Tom Brady and even with Byron Leftwich in this offense? 
look, I think the Buccaneers sold out to get Tom Brady back out of retirement, right? And I think there were some stipulations that maybe he put into place. And look, what are the Buccaneers going to do? I don't blame them because the alternative is going to Blaine Gabbard. And I don't think Blaine Gabbard gives you a better chance of winning at quarterback than Tom Brady. So they're stuck. They're between a rock and a hard place. They're going to acquiesce to him because he is their best chance of winning right now. Tom, what do you mean by stipulations uh, as it relates to like taking off Wednesdays? What else would you be talking about? Well, the Wednesday thing came out, and he actually has been there just about every Wednesday since that report came out. I'm talking about the 11 days during training camp, which was unprecedented. And then he takes off a Robert Kraft's wedding. So the Buccaneers were okay with that. And look, when the results are what they are, you know, losses to some bad football teams, and then all of that has to be requestioned. Yeah, I, I can understand the 11 days because that's right around the time that he probably allegedly was out dealing with the whole situation with his family. Um, so I can see the 11 days. Do I believe those 11 days was prearranged? No, I don't. I, I know better than that. You're not going. You're not going to fool me to make me think that you had this prearranged already. No, I, he got a phone call in the middle of the night. And he had to talk to the coaches and tell them he needed them days off. That's the way I would assume it went. Um, Tom, so when you're looking at this, though, Dan Orlowski was on with our show. You know who Dan is, right? Um, he was on sure. our show yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday. And he said that the Buccaneers are done, kaput, finished. Stick a fork in them, stick them back on the grill, and see if you can completely cook them. Do you agree with that? I don't, and I respect Dan greatly, and here's why, Key. The Bucks are in the worst division of football. It's not even close. They're three and four. Guess what? They're tied for first place. You look at the other teams in this division, I mean, Carolina is still rebuilding, even though they just dominated the Bucks. New Orleans is at two and five, and look, they're probably thinking right now, if we could just get healthy, we can make a run at this thing. So I don't believe they're cooked because of the division that they're in. How much of all this talking to Tom Kress, Nikki? WDAE 95.3 FM in Tampa, Tampa Bay, Ronnie and T-Crest. Um, How much of all of this, with all the hand-wringing we're doing about Tom Brady, where he is in his life and his situation, how they had to cave, to cave to certain demands and blah, 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 is simply they had some, you know, Marpet retires. I thought they did a very good job bringing in Shaq Mason for a fifth-round pick, and then Jensen goes down, right? Like there's a tipping point on an offensive line that I've noticed affect basically every team ever. If, if they just, it's one too many pieces. How much of that is simply that, do you think? I think that plays a part of it. It absolutely does because you lose a guy like Ryan Jensen. I mean, he's, he's a top three center in the NFL. And I think Brady was really demoralized after they lost him. That was the second day of training camp, guys, where he went down. So they're hoping to get him back in January. Hopefully, if things progress, they get into the playoffs. He's got a chance to return in January. So losing him, who's a leader, a tough guy, really great in the run game, really athletic enough to get out there on those bubble screens that they like running, getting down the field. So they really miss him greatly. I think Shaq Mason's done a good job at right guard. Guys, the biggest problem that they have on the O-line is that left guard. Luke Gedeke is a rookie out of Central Michigan. And he is struggling mightily. I thought the Buccaneers should have benched him last week. He's given up five sacks and over 30 quarterback pressures. And we're not even through the halfway point of the season. They need to sit him down because his backup actually came in the alternated series against Carolina, Nick Leverett, 
who did a really good job the left guard. I think he needs to be the starter moving forward. Let's assume Tom Brady is his career's over in Tampa Bay at the end of this season, even though he said something about his future is still bright or whatever the future. The last time I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took a quarterback in the first round was with Josh Freeman out of Kansas State, and that lived, you know, didn't live long. It was a short-lived deal. Should they take a quarterback in the first round this year? Well, Jameis Winston was the number one overall that's pick right. back in James, 2015, right. Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. so that didn't Keep necessarily work out after five years. <laughs> but here's what I'll say, Keith, and I said this on the show last week. I think the Buccaneers, if they haven't done so already, they need to be scouting Hendon Hooker of Tennessee because between his poise and his accuracy down the field and the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over, I think Hendon Hooker has played his way into the first round. He may not be as highly touted as a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young, but if the Buccaneers keep going the way they're going and you know they're picking, I don't know, 18, 19, and 20, that's probably the range where they can get a guy like Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. I don't know how he hasn't played his his way into the first round. I mean, when I obviously his body of work is a, a little bit shorter than maybe C.J. Stroud's by about a year, but yeah, this year alone, man, he by far to me is probably the best quarterback in college football hey, this year. Tom, before we let you go, our very own Alan Yates has never eaten soup. What is your favorite soup? Boy, hey, he needs to watch that Seinfeld episode with Banya, you know, yeah. soup in a sandwich in a restaurant. My favorite soup is tomato bisque, guys. I love it. Mm. Jay, Minestrone is a close second, but to- tomato bisque is my deal. Yes, Yates what? doesn't watch Seinfeld. That's the problem, Tom. You know, he's not. That's yeah. He never, doesn't subscribe was to not Seinfeld. On my, was not on my television as a, as a youth, for mm. sure. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I don't think so. <laughs> Tom, and I'm allergic Nick, to tomatoes, so thanks, Tom. Tom Krasnicki, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this morning, Tom. All right, Tom. Hey, gen- gentlemen, my pleasure as always. Anytime, thanks. All right. Appreciate it. So funny, I always think of Jameis as a New Orleans Saints. I don't know why. I can't even think of him as a bucket. Yeah, no you're like, no well, biscuit. listen, they've all Josh Freeman was the last time he's like, uh, <laughs> key, they drafted the number one overall. But I don't even Jets. think of him as a – because it's oh, like – I know what you mean. They erased him from their roster or something. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, yeah. Not um, in my head. Paul Feinbaum guys joins us to talk soup and give us the best team no one's talking about listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are download the ESPN app tap the more tab on the bottom right scroll down and tap live radio ESPN radio everywhere you are for the ones who get it done Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Here it is, Paul Feinbaum's weekly pop culture quiz. Paul Feinbaum of the the eponymous Paul Feinbaum Show. Brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Paul, every week, it's Mob Deep. Do you remember the name of the song? Shot, uh, oh, you, you, you oh, got it. Oh, you almost had it. Oh, he got, almost had it. I was close. Shook One's part two. But you shook, you're okay. that close. He oh, said sh- he wanted sh- to say I was, it. I was a syllable away. I thought you were well. going to say another. Sh- hey, Paul, what's your favorite <laughs> soup? What's your favorite soup, Paul? My favorite soup? Yeah. Uh, tomato rice. Tomato rice. See, our very own Alan Yates have never had soup. Isn't that weird? I think it's weird, Paul. Uh, you know what I mean? I wish my mother was around. She would have fixed him a, some matzo ball soup. That's oh, right. Yeah. Matzo ball soup. It's good I've stuff. I've been this all week, Matzo man. ball soup. I'll take yeah. Yates to the 2nd Avenue Deli, though. <laughs> Give him some, some good matzo ball soup. It's pretty good over there. Yeah. All right, How listen. many balls in the soup? One. Just one giant one, matzo one ball. Gi- yeah, Big one. one. I don't know this. Many I mean, bar mitzvahs has Key's been to in yeah. his life. He, he knows him some matzo ball soup. <laughs> at, least, at least one a year. Yeah. <laughs> Key's fluent in Hebrew already. All right, <laughs> Paul, who's the best team in college football right now? Ohio State. Uh, and I know they haven't played the schedule, but they just seem the, like the most complete. Uh, the, the number one team is Georgia. They have a lot of things going for them. But the thing that bothers me a little bit about making Georgia the best so far is that they're missing a lot of pieces that they will start getting back for the stretch run. They, they, end up, they could end up being, uh, once they get these guys, their, their, their best wide receiver, their best defensive player have been banged up. So that's really been the issue. And they're not getting uh, stellar play out of the quarterback either. If Jay's mother and father's alma mater, Ohio State, is the best team in college football. Uh, I just want to say it's uh, the Ohio State. The Ohio State University. The the Ohio State by way of Indiana. Um, (laughs) Paul, (laughs) who's the best team that we're not talking about now? I mean, I know they were they were focused on Saturday with game day, but I I think it's probably Oregon. And what's so interesting about Oregon – is that after they were shellacked by Georgia on the opening weekend, we just wrote them off as as a disaster. But that win by Georgia now really really looks good. Uh, but you can't lose by five touchdowns and or six. I, mean, I think it was six uh, and 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 hang around for long. But I mean, what they did over the weekend was impressive. They have a lot a lot of key games remaining. But but ultimately, I think they would be the team. We're not talking about Michigan a lot. I think we will start talking about them as they have Michigan State and. They'll end up uh, with, with Ohio State, but uh, they seem to be overlooked as well. In reality, and not in your world, is your alma mater, Tennessee, really good? Yes, they are. Um, the problem for Tennessee is, you know, they, they're now the hunted. They're no longer uh, the, the big underdog. Uh, they have Kentucky this weekend, but the game that will define Tennessee key is a week from Saturday. They go to Athens. Uh, it's the biggest. It will be uh, the biggest game of the year in college football so far. You'll, it will likely be a one versus three matchup, 
And, you know, there, there's a path. I mean, we're now into the playoff uh, equation with, with that coming out next week. So, I mean, they, they could conceivably be uh, hang around without winning, but it's, but it's unlikely. And much of that depends on Alabama. And Alabama has suddenly a couple of more foes on the road that they have to deal with. But, but Tennessee is extremely good there. As you know, uh, they're not a lead on defense, but nobody can match them offensively. Paul, you know I'm the degenerate gambler of the crew. This is what – well, actually, I'm not. Alan Yates is our producer, but I'm second at least. Maybe Never to had Jamie, soup, maybe degenerate to Jamie Steele. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it helped me here. Would you bet on Alabama making the Final Four when it's all said and done? No, mm-hmm. uh, I would not. Uh, and and here, here's the reason. Uh, they, they've lost their margin for error by, by losing to Tennessee, so – uh, their schedule is this, uh, a week from Saturday at LSU, dangerous, maybe not impossible. They'll be the favorite. After that, they have Ole Miss, and, and then their season calms down a little bit. They, they finish with Auburn, which is, is a mess right now. But they'll have to play Georgia or Tennessee. I think if they end up with Georgia, they'll have a hard time be, uh, winning again. Now, they could beat Tennessee in a neutral site. I don't think today they could beat Alabama. So that would – Possibly, I think it more, more than likely eliminate them. So, yeah, there's still a, a mathematical chance, depending on everyone else, but I, but I wouldn't give them a very high probability. Yeah, because they, you know, they, they, they all cancel each other out in the SEC anyway for the most part, right, Paul? So with that being said, USC sits, I think, what are we, 9 or 10? I don't remember. Um, but yeah. we're, are we still – our format is different now. We, we take the best two teams from the entire conference – in playing Las Vegas in the conference championship. And right now it looks like Oregon and possibly USC if we can get past UCLA. If that's the case, can we somehow figure out how to climb back into the four? Yeah, I tell you the the school that's screwing it up for everybody right now is Clemson. Uh, They have had three or four literally last-second wins. Uh, They came from behind to beat Syracuse the other day. If somebody could knock them off, and and I don't know who that is anymore, uh, then you move them out of the the equation. And then then it really becomes a Big Ten, SEC, and then maybe uh, the winner of the Pac-12. But but right now you still have so much uh, at, at the top. You have the two elite teams in the Big Ten. You've got three in the SEC. Uh, and it just makes it hard because it just seems likely that the Big Ten or the SEC will get two schools in, and if Clemson is still there, it doesn't leave any room at the end, so to speak, Key. Do they have North Carolina? Do they have North Carolina at all this year? I'll have to double-check, but for some reason I don't think that. Clemson Clemson has the only really tough game in theory they have, I think, is next week against Notre Dame in South Bend. Hard to believe they'll lose that, but they're not playing with, with – uh, they're not dominating teams. So I think uh, a night game in South Bend, uh, I, would yeah. give, uh, I would give Notre Dame a puncher's chance. That yeah, is... go Irish. Woo, let's go. Paul Look Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum <laughs> Show. Tomato, rice is the soup. You can it hear the Paul, right, Paul I Feinbaum Show, of course, weekdays 3 p.m. <laughs> Eastern on the SEC Network and the ESPN app. Thanks, Paul, as always. I need to get on your show, Paul. Thank you, guys. I've been on in months. Yeah, Paul, yeah. you haven't invited us on. What's up with that? Come on over. There it is. Uh, that seemed very welcoming. Okay. Just shut that whole controversy <laughs> right. down, didn't he? So much excitement there, Paul. All right. Shook one's part two, Paul. <laughs> we'll test you again next week. Sure. Thank you. All right, buddy.
Thank Let's go Irish. So we may or may not be able to uh, force Alan Yates to try some soup. What? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. So, uh, Alan Yates, as we mentioned, has never had soup, but that will have to wait. Vegas forward, Phil Kessel. Hey, wait, I'm looking at, oh. Ties the NHL record for consecutive games, guys. The 35-year-old Kessel played in his 989th straight NHL game when Vegas took on Toronto. His streak started November 3rd, 2009, when he was a member of the Leafs. Kessel can break Keith Yandel's mark Tuesday. When Vegas takes on San Jose, coverage on ESPN starts at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Guys, so that got me to thinking, or or at least it got Shannon, our producer, to thinking. Any of us ever had, like, perfect attendance at anything? Perfect attendance at anything? Like at school? Never. In school, never. That the, the reverse way of not going. Yeah, perfect attendance. He didn't show up again for the eighteenth hundred time. <laughs> yeah, right. Perfect the opposite way. Yes, perfect the opposite. I got way. a story I, about it though. I I think okay. in football, I don't remember my number, but it was a long streak. I had, you know, I was on one of those hundred, two hundred, you know, games, consecutive games, the played NFL. the whole deal. Um, and then Coach Dungey, we clinched the playoffs. And TD came to me and said, "We're not. You're not dressing. We're not playing you. We're going to activate some other kids to get them opportunity to play. And the only way we could do that is put you down. And it ended the streak. But it was like it was long. It was long and running. So, so my late great brother Sam's 15 months younger than me, and he was uh, at Columbia briefly taking classes there when he's figuring out if he want to go to school or not and this and that. I'm at Columbia at the time, and I'm trying to get him to show up to his classes. You know." <laughs> So it's the ad drop period. And uh, he turns to me. He's in his second class of the day. It's the last day of ad drop. And he tells me, he whispers to me, I went to both my classes today. I feel like Cal Ripken Jr. Like that, was, that was his best streak, two consecutive classes on the same day. Needless to say, he did not <laughs> lost, last long uh, in that setting. 
But uh, but yeah, Sweet I don't know. I've never. I'm, I'm closer to Key. Like my own. The closest I came to some perfect streak was one semester. I may have been in three classes and got a B. Like showed up for the midterms finals and hmm. maybe first day or something like that. Go right. go 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 out the front door and go right back in through the back. Yeah, perfect streak. Stay home. Yeah. Continue. Perfect. Do you have ever perfect streak? Uh, like I think games. Like does games count? Like in sports. Yeah, like not missing yeah. a game. Yeah, that's what we're multiple about, seasons the where I didn't guy. miss a game. Yeah, yes, I miss a lot of games. In my Listen, you weren't I, didn't, two, I didn't miss one game in college. Yeah, you weren't two-time player of the year for nothing. Durability helps. Yeah, durability for sure. Avail- best avail- uh, best ability. Durability. Availability. availability yeah. I disagree. Durability. I think running and jumping are the best abilities, but availability is <laughs> good too. We're back in ten seconds. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live. Everywhere you are, download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Soda on the side. Let's get it. Let's get it. Now, if you somebody really produced that and sold that, and people really bought that, yo, the dance was fire too. What kind of rain? What kind of soda do you have on the side? Celery soda. What What? do you have with chicken noodle (laughs) soup on the sides? Everybody else knows this song, but you two never had a celery soda, did you? I I don't. I'm from L.A., man. I ain't never heard. I don't. We don't eat soup in L.A. L.A. No, we do. It's well, just ha- it happens to be kale, kale soup. Kale or, soup. Yeah. <laughs> broccoli, broccoli, you know, the broccoli soup. Hey, I'll, I'll Alan Yates. Gin- ginger shop, Take please. Our very own Alan Yates. Board o- hey, Alan Yates, what's your title officially? That's a great question. You should ask Justin that. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that was a Ooh. shot. Okay. Shots fired. So, board op, but we could think of something fancier than board op. At any like rate. Produ- associate producer? Associate producer, yes. Associate producer. Associate producer, uh, DJ Alan Yates. So, he's never had soup, and we have a very soup special here. caller on the line to talk about it. like to welcome in Alan Yates' mom. Hey, mom. Oh, she called into the show. Hello. So, so please uh, tell us more about this. Did you ever try to get him to eat soup as a child? 
Oh, most definitely. When Alan was a young toddler and got sick and everything, I definitely introduced him to chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. (laughs) But after a while, he has this texture thing, so he didn't like anything with any kind of pasta enough. So now that he's a grown young adult man, he chooses not to eat soup, especially because he has his beard, so he doesn't want to stuff all in his beard. I see. Uh, It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. That's ridiculous. I have a beard, too. Yeah, yeah, if he's eating it properly, it won't be in his beard. At what point, though, as a child, were you like, will you just eat the soup? Stop being difficult. All the other kids eat the soup. I know. I say about maybe like six or seven. Yeah. So just stop trying, huh? About seven and a half. I had a beard. He was being very stubborn. What's your favorite kind of soup? Did you make soup? Uh, Oh, my God, yes. Potato soup is my best soup right now. My favorite, favorite soup. Potato, home and then chicken noodle soup. Home, so I those love two. potato soup, Miss Yates. Oh, oh my goodness. Miss hey, Yates. You, you just make me want to get a blanket and cozy up in the corner oh. and have that soup right now. Well, yes. here, Miss Yates, here's what we did. We actually have what? some soup in the studio mm-hmm. for your son uh-huh. to try now as an adult. Oh, my God. I can see it on the TV. I'm working from home today. <laughs> we would like for him to from participate. Home. Man. Yeah. Just take a Listen, taste. Listen, that's what I Yates. do. Just take a, just take ain't going to kill you. Oh my God! Oh what's my that God. in the just soup? No, no, tell What kind of soup is this? Vegetable just soup? Just a broth, Alan. Just try to broth, Alan. You're on national TV. Try to broth, Alan. Listen if to I, your mama, Alan. If, if, if Eat I if I throw up, do we have a dumb soup? Eat the soup. Eat the soup. Eat it. See, I'm not sick. Now I got broth in my mouth. Like, it's yeah, good, though, Pat. Try it. Good chefing, but come on, cuz. <laughs> Yates, your mom makes homemade on, potato Alan, you soup. Can do you can the, do it. Mrs. Yates, what's oh, in the potato soup? Oh, he, he's struggling. Ah, oh, he's struggling now. Yeah, he's struggling. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I definitely know what can get him to eat the soup, though. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, hey, Max, I yeah. definitely know what can get him to eat the soup. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Alan, for trying the soup again. Oh, That's so the first long. time in oh, how many goodness. years? Oh, this look is, at him. He is, yeah, he is not well. Tripping. He is not You're he good. Not yeah, it's well. psychological, sweating. man. You're sweating and everything. I'm, I'm hot. I'm you hot sweat. in the soup. I feel like I'm getting sick. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You what? did it. Thank you for Doing that for us today. Hold on. Was there any other weird peccadillo that he has that it had as a kid that you could tell us about? Like, not eating soup's got to go with something else, right? There was something, yeah. What is some, pe- I don't know some what like weird personality means. quirk. That, 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 it's that, a weird personality quirk, uh, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, so thanks like Keith, that. for repeating he just exactly me that. what Max just said. Thank he, you. He well, just taught me that. So, Miss Yates, was there anything else? Oh God! It could be a few things. Uh, what? He don't like dinosaurs. Don't like di- don't terrified. Like dinosaurs. dinosaurs and whales, dog. I, I went to the whales. I went to Disney World. We and went got to a Disney. dinosaur ride. Oh my goodness! He might be the most interesting He's man like in the, the world. He almost jumped out of the ride. <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. Jay, this joint was right. Like I don't know if you can see it, but the mic is right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the dinosaurs. The T Mac. 
just T-Rex in my face, bro. I turned around. It was dark, too. That's, oh, yeah, I, I got dinosaurs, it whales, <laughs> dinosaurs, whales, and soup. M- Mrs. Yeah. Yates, we definitely need to bring yes. you back and, yeah. and, uh, and sure. get you to do some game picks for us because I'm sure sitting down at times watching uh, Allen – you know, stress out about some yeah. of his game picks and some of his bets on the gambling side. You yeah. certainly can lend a yeah. hand for Max and Jay. Who she makes bets. Definitely. I got my own little methodology that I use. So oh we my. can try something. I'm I'm good for it. Oh, I need okay. to get your algorithm, Ms. Yates. I need to. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I need this in my life now. If you're making me money, we yeah, need to Yeah, your mom together. sounds like she's hitting more parlays than you, Yates. She, Tell you the truth. Over, uh, under, over, under, shorty is who she is. She be hitting them joints. <laughs> Bring her back. Um, we're gonna bring her back, Yates, and get her to do something okay. for us. Thanks, nice Mom. meeting you, Miss Yates. All right, you're welcome. Nice meeting you guys. Have a good day. I'm so proud of you, Alan. Yeah, look at that you, brother. That's a step for you right today. There. That, Man, is that was like you had to like soup. pulling arms and Pressure. legs and teeth and everything yeah, else to get him to hard. do it. It's hard. Anything you're phobic of, right? Like he's got a phobia. What's up? Talking about the Monday parlays. You want to do the Monday parlays? Quick, get out of the way. We got all right. Let's do it. A minute, Key. Over, uh, your, what, wait, wait, the Monday parlay results. What do you take? Let me go ahead. Talk. So Jacoby oh, Myers' receptions is at four or five. You want the over? No, or, no. He, oh no, we're going we, over. We our lost. Parlays. What are you doing, man? We lost Sorry. the parlays. You're we the lost. only one that hit. I, oh, I got the second. All right, go, go. Key. Monday morning parlays results was Key had an over on Jacoby Myers four point five. I didn't get it. Jay, you were uh, under David, David Montgomery, Montgomery rushing, rushing yards. yards. You yeah. didn't get it on fifty two and a hook. And you, Max, you had an over on Justin Fields rushing yards. Wow. You clearly got it at 42.5. And, yes, you were able to get it because Justin Fields balled out. Wow. They had 200-something yards on the ground. Max is tied um, with there you. There you go. Yeah, may Max I just say, Jay, you, now Keith. that I'm out of last place, you're embarrassing the show with that record. Can I just yeah. say that you're dragging us down? Yeah, I am. How dare you? Might be low five hundred. I'm close. Get your they game up. They should have started Mac Jones. Hell, if I would have known, I would have my parlay. Well, you the it expert. feels good. Jay, don't keep talking about I'm the expert because <laughs> I can't angry wait for the NBA season You're the wide start. receiver. The Nets I'm are going proud to the championship. Oh, the today. Nuggets are. No, this is going to happen. Greeny's coming up. We're back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Proof. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.